I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I am Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer for the Waco Police Department. And we're here to talk about a specific scam. Um, that Now, we've talked about scams before, but this is kind of more of a sexual-based scam. And we've got Sergeant Sam Key here with the Special Crimes Unit. Yes. Who has been on before. I have. And I don't remember what we talked about last time. Robberies. Robberies. Yes. I'm so glad you remembered. Of course. <laughs> it was a very that. important and impactful day for him, I think. It was. We've, we've, <laughs> we've had over 50 episodes of this podcast now, so they're kind of all running together a little bit in my brain. But anyway... Um, so what now we focus on a lot of types of scams, but what are the scams that the special crimes unit investigates? Well, uh, as you know, special crimes investigates a lot of different things. Uh, but one of the things that's in our purview is going to be, uh, dealing with things that are sexual nature when it comes with sextortion and revenge porn. Okay. And so now depending on the type of scam, are there different targets for these? Can anyone be affected by the scams that you're seeing an increase in? I would say uh, specifically with those two, uh, with sextortion uh, and revenge porn, I would say that anybody could be a target. Uh, typically, uh, if you, uh, it, I would say anywhere from you know 13 on up to the oldest person that you can think of, as long as they have some type of a social media platform, if they've taken pictures of themselves or uh, and have distributed those pictures to to whoever, yes, they can be a target of that scam. So I guess before we get too far into it, kind of explain sextortion, because I think I have an idea of what that is, but it could be wrong. And then revenge porn, just for the people listening that may not know what that means. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so basically, uh, in this day and age where uh, people are into themselves and taking pictures of themselves or uh, taking pictures with someone that they like, love, or that's in a relationship of some sort, um, um, they will transmit these pictures to uh, their, their significant other or, or loved one, um, or they'll uh, transmit these pictures um, that they could be new pictures, sexually explicit pictures, uh, people engaged in sexual conduct, uh, to even strangers. And so when we're talking about sextortion specifically, uh, we're talking about, um, as, as we said earlier, it can be any age range. It does, really doesn't really matter. The picture itself, when it's broadcasted out uh, to someone that they know or they don't know, uh, they could use that picture to either uh, extort money from them, um, say, look, if, if you don't send me more pictures, uh, then I'm going to just send these pictures out to all your friends, your loved ones, and I'm going to really embarrass you. Um, you can, I'll, I'm going to want you to you know, pay me a certain amount of money. Um, it could be in that uh, sort of context. Okay. Uh, so when we're talking about sextortion. Now, revenge porn goes to where you're actually, you know, you have a significant other that you're involved with, and you take pictures together, and typically the pictures, or even videos, whatever it may be, uh, they're of some type of sexual nature. Uh, you're being exposed. Some part of your body is being exposed. Um, typically, those pictures are uh, confidential, and you know, both parties have agreed 
that it would remain confidential. Uh, but sometimes in, in our lives, you know, you, you know, break up with the person that you love or you get a divorce or whatever it may be. And, and then that your significant other may decide to broadcast your pictures uh, to your new boyfriend, girlfriend. They may try to upload them to a social media platform. Um, they could even upload them to a, um, porno- a pornographic site where uh, there's all kinds of pornography out there and your pictures and your videos will be there too. So we're, both of these, I guess, fall under like unlawful disclosure of private intimate visual material. Well, yes and no. Uh, the revenge porn law, which came back out, um, uh, I think it was initially started in 2015, um, is specifically uh, is unlawful disclosure or promotion of intimate visual material. Uh, when it comes to sextortion, it actually falls underneath the Texas Penal Code um, 21.18, which is under sexual coercion. Okay, because I guess when you said sextortion, my mind jumped to someone basically threatening someone to say, if you don't do X, Y, or Z, or if you don't have sexual relations, I'll do X, Y, or Z, do you, like, threatening them, and I was kind of wondering how it differed from sexual assault, but it sounds like yeah, so very different offense there. Right, there's, there's two different offenses. Actually, there's many offenses that um, when it deals with uh, sending uh sexually explicit pictures, nude pictures, people engaged in sexual conduct. Uh, it could, I mean, there's a, a wide range of punishment and of laws that people are breaking when they're doing it. Um, typically, uh, we talked about before, you know, the target range um, can vary. Um, obviously, our, our kids can be affected by it. I know specifically the FBI has put out uh, that Males aged from 13 to 17 are specifically targeted for that type of conduct uh, by people that's trying to exploit them for money or exploit them for other pictures. And they will use that pictures to, again, um, for their own pleasure. Um, then we have an offense of child p- pornography, uh, which our Crimes Against Children unit handles that aspect of it. Uh, special crimes, we typically handle anything that's over uh, 17 and older. Our Crimes Against Children handle anything that's uh, under 17. Uh, so when these kids, and they're sending these these nude pictures of themselves, um, that actually is, they are actually sending child pornography. And so if somebody actually uh, has it on their phone, they are subject to uh, punishment. Yeah. The Waco Police Department Crime-Free Housing Program is designed to build a partnership between police and owners or managers of rental properties to keep drugs and other illegal activity off property. This program calls on management to make steps toward providing a clean and safe living environment for the citizens of Waco by asking them to spend a little time and a little money to benefit their residents. This will also benefit the property managers as well. For more information on the crime-free housing program, visit the Waco Police Department website at wacopolice.com. So your detectives came to me and said, hey, we got a problem here. So explain what the increase in in, in what you guys are seeing in your unit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we... We do have a problem. Um, I just did a case study and right before this podcast and just kind of compare some numbers from 2020 to 2021 and now currently we're in 2022. Just kind of give you an example. Now, granted, um, sexual coercion and the unlawful um, uh, promotion of intimate uh, visual material has been around for a while. Uh, we said earlier that revenge porn has been around since uh, 2015, um, sexual coercion since 2017. And the laws have changed, and even the punishment has changed. And the, the baseline punishment right now is, is a state jail felony. 
but specifically, the cases that uh, we are concerned about is this trend between both uh, revenge porn and sexual um, or sextortion, as we call it. Uh, back in 2020, we had, starting off with about 16 cases on average about a year. Uh, okay. 2021, we have 20, 22 cases on average uh, per year. And now, uh, 2022, we have 30 cases, and it's only wow. uh, September. And so, yeah, that's I mean, we have job. doubled in the last two years. And so, it actually is it, it's, it's a pretty frightening trend that's going on. Mm-hmm. And you said that was for the, you know, that was so far up until September, and then your other numbers were for the whole year. So this isn't necessarily one where, you know, we see certain scams certain times of the year. Right. But this one is kind of like a whenever, wherever. That That is correct. It it, it happens, uh, really, it happens 24 hours a day. Uh, we live in a society now where people are, are up 24 hours a day doing things. We have a, a full-time society, per se, and uh, it these type of crimes, when it's dealing with uh, uh, revenge porn or, or sextortion, um, it happens all the time. And I'll give you even a specific example, too, um, just going back to just looking at the, the kid crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the FBI had posted, uh, they did their stats in, back in 2021. They overall, on the kid case, and I'm saying anything that's under um, 18, uh, they had 18,000 cases that was generated, you know, throughout the nation. And uh, of those 18,000 cases, the amount of money that these uh, these offenders had basically um, gained from uh, this offense is about $14 million. So they scammed people Jeez. out of $14 million wow. overall in 2021. And these are only the, the kid cases. Yeah. Uh, the, the adult cases, uh, I don't think that there's actually a study out there just yet that tells us exactly how many of those cases are there. Uh, I suspect, even with the kid cases, as, as with adults, not all of them get reported because of the type of offenses that they may be because, you know, we have pictures of, we have new pictures of them. Or yeah, I'm sure engaged people are a little embarrassed. They're going to be very embarrassed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I worked a couple of these cases where, it was a child, and it took almost a year or two for them to finally tell their parents, and then their parents were finally, like, it took time for their parents to be like, maybe we should go ahead and report this to the police. So I yeah. can only imagine how many don't have that, whatever pressure brought them here finally, like, they don't have that pressure at all. So. Yeah, that's and that's very true. Uh, a lot of these, as I just said earlier, you know, they really don't even get reported. And so yeah. these are the ones that we know of. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm talking about that, we currently have 30 cases. These are the 30 cases that we currently know of. I suspect that there's a, a whole lot more that we don't know. Sure, Unfortunately, sure. yeah. And explain in that lapse of reporting how that affects the investigation. Well, um, a lot of times, you know, when we if we know of an issue and, and we have certain people that are being targeted, we do have a, a, a group that are, is being targeted, but mostly men. Um, and so it, it does, it can affect on how we do things. It could be the same person that is targeting, um, you know, specific people. Uh, if we're able to, to stop that, we'll, we'll try. We'll make every, every effort possible to, to stop that from happening. But it does take people to report it for us to begin that process. Right, right. And now you said that, you know, usually it's, it's mostly men that, that are being targeted for this. As far as the cases that we see, what's kind of the average age that you're noticing? Well, that, that's... You know, I don't really have an average age because it actually kind of, it's, I didn't do the math on that, mm-hmm. but I would say 
average age mid uh, to early 20s. Okay. It's going to be the average age on, on the ones that I've seen that the cases that come across it in my office. It's not saying that we have not gotten anything under 18. I'm, I know that we have, uh, but I would say probably early 20s, mid-20s. Yeah. And the possible suspects, are they usually, the, does the victim know the suspect? Do they not know the suspect? They do not know the suspect. Okay. This is what's so crazy is that, you know, we have uh, a population in this, this day and age, you know, social media, um, everybody that I know of is involved in some form of social media, whether it be um, Snapchat, Facebook, uh, you just name the platform, but somebody is going to be involved with something. Um, and whether you're an adult, whether you're a kid. And, and so um, that's the driving force behind it. And, and these, these scammers, uh, these people that will extort you for money for the pictures that you willingly sent them, uh, they will use every social media platform that's out there. There's not one that I can think of that has not been affected by mm or has not been used you know, by these people that are extorting money from these uh, kids or adults. Do you like money? Then call Crime Stoppers and help us arrest bad guys. By providing information that leads to an arrest or solves a felony case, you can earn up to $2,000. Call 254-753-HELP, which is 4357 for those of you that don't remember the good old days of texting. And additionally, you can now call Star Star Tips, which is way easier to remember. If you call Star Star Tips... It'll connect you to somebody in the area, and then when you hang up, it'll send you a text message where you can add additional information as you get it. Help us solve crime and make up to $2,000 in the process. That's right. By sending in a tip, it's completely anonymous, and if it leads to an arrest, you could earn up to $2,000 in a reward. And just to remind you all, tipping ain't snitching. What does the investigation look like? Is that hard to track down, especially on a, a platform like Snapchat or even really any social media platform. I'm sure they're using fake accounts, fake names or. Absolutely. And you know, the, the criminals, you know, they're the most enterprising people ever. You know, they really should, you know, do something, you know, good with their lives and, uh, and with the enterprising minds that they have, they can just do a whole lot more versus trying to think about how they're going to scam people. Uh, but as for us trying to track down, um, them and where they're at, it, it is very challenging. Uh, anything that's dealing with um, internet, internet-based, uh, whether you're working with emails, social media platforms, um, there's always going to be some form of a breadcrumb. And yes, they do not always use their real identities. I, I would probably say, you know, 99.9% of the time, they use some type of false ID, false account. Um, uh, my, my detectives that work these type of cases are very good at what they do, uh, and we follow those breadcrumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, we use everything at our disposal that we can to track down these people. Is it tough? Yeah, absolutely it is. Um, but if there's a way that we're able to, to track it down, we will. Uh, we follow the money. Um, there's What's so crazy is that um, it's just not just one um, app when it comes to the money transfer, because money could, tra- could change hand if they're asking for money. Not all the time they're asking for money. Sometimes they're asking for more pictures. Uh, but we've seen um, apps um, like the, the Cash App. They'll use gift cards, uh, Apple Pay, Venmo, uh, PayPal. Those uh, money-type uh, transfer platforms are using. Uh, of course, we have to get search warrants for those, um, those companies, and we'll backtrack uh, the money aspect of it, and also will backtrack uh, the platform that they're, that they're using for, you know, contacting the victim, whether it be Facebook, um, Snapchat, and things like that. Um, 
we it's a very lengthy process. Yeah. You know, I know everybody watched these uh, crime shows uh, like Criminal Minds. Um, not everybody has. We don't have access to a Penelope Garcia like on <laughs> Criminal Minds. You know, we can't just call somebody and say, hey, I need you to check on this, this, and this. And then magically it, it all appears in the, in the first, you know, 20 minutes. It doesn't happen that I'm way. Still it's, waiting for that. Been here for a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We would love to have something like that, but it's just it's not real. And uh, and so some of these investigations will last, you know, eight nine months, uh, depending on how far we're able to go. Yeah. Because of the nature of this type of crime, are these companies platforms are they more cooperative than other investigations, or do they have like their own internal investigations to try to curb it? Uh, you know, basically, it takes the, the victim uh, that's involved to, to really report uh, the offense or to, about what's happening to them by a specific user to that social media platform. So they have to contact that their, uh, their um, security people that handle that. So they can always report that to us. Uh, now, I don't want to say that they're empty threats, but... So this person will send a, a, a nude photo, and then the suspect then says, I'm going to send this photo to everyone you know if you don't send me $1,000. Yes. And, you know, we don't want to call those empty threats, but they're basically scamming them out of fear. Yes, absolutely they are. Um, they, some of these threats are empty threats, and some of these threats are actually real. Uh, we've seen it to where the, the victim actually pays uh, you know, the suspect, you know, it can be any, you just name an amount of money. We've seen a lot of money pass hands, uh, anywhere from $50 up to a few thousand dollars pass hands. And uh, and so, and even after they give the suspect money and, and the suspect says, you know, we're, okay, I'm not going to, you know, send these pictures out. Then, you know, hours down the road, they'll contact the victim again and say, you know what, I want some more money. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then... Of course, the victim at that point is saying, you know, I don't have any more money to give you. And then, of course, the suspect will always try to negotiate down. Okay, if you don't have $1,000, can you send me $500? No, I can't. Can you send me $300? No, I can't. $50. And if if the victim says, yeah, I'll send you $50, they'll send it. The suspect will be happy. And a few days down the road, guess what they're going to be doing again? Mm -hmm. So but this is what these people do for a living. They don't have... I'm assuming they don't have a, a, a regular job like you or, not, you or I do. Their job is to make money off of you and uh, by using the threat of saying, I'm going to, you know, expose, you know, everything that you've done, all these pictures that you sent to me, and, you know, expose all your private parts to all your family members. That's a real thing. And sometimes, actually, a lot of times that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say for victim, besides reporting it, what should a victim do to, to prevent this from happening? Oh, gosh, there's a lot of things that the victim can't do to prevent this from happening. You know, um, we live in this, this world where we want to put our lives out there for everybody to see. Um, I'm a, a proponent that says don't. You know, you, need, you, you have security settings on most of your social media platforms. You need to restrict access. You know, your friends uh, need to be your friends. And uh, when somebody makes a, a friend request or... They want to just reach out to you. You know, if you don't know them, I'd be very skeptical about who they are uh, because anybody can post as anything on the Internet. You know, they can send you a picture, and it's not going to be them. You know, you're thinking this is going to be, 
you know, for most guys that are out there, you know, especially teenagers or even young men, you know, if they get um, solicited by, I don't know, a, a very attractive woman, it may not be the actual person that's behind the picture. It could be your worst nightmare that's behind that yeah. picture. So you need to check your security settings and limit access. Um, a lot of times what we're finding out is that when these people scam, um, um, you know, these victims, it's, it starts off at all innocent. Uh, you know, these victims could be on a gaming platform, you know, playing a game, and then these uh, scammers will, will reach out to them and say, hey, you, know, you look kind of cute. Chat with me on, mm-hmm. you know, this you know, profile, you know, or social media platform. You know, why don't you give me your number? Let me text you. Mm-hmm. Um, add me to your Facebook account. Add me to your Snapchat account. And once you do, you know, they have access to all your friends list, and they're going to use that, and they will exploit you. And, and they will start contacting your friends list and and uh, and they'll send those pictures that you don't want out to those people. So be very cautious about who you allow on your uh, friends list. Um, I said be you know be very wary of anybody that you encounter for the first time online. You know what is their motive? You know you got to be very cautious. Now, I've already said that people can pretend to be, you know, anything that they want to online. You can be a unicorn if you want to. Yeah, and I was going to say that, especially because the social media has evolved, to kind of expand on the fact of you do not know who's behind that screen. That's exactly right, yes. Um, you know, you got to, you know, just simply be in the know uh, about what's going on, you know, and especially if you if you hear your friends being scammed, which uh, typically – most people that ha- that have been scammed like this, they don't broadcast. This has happened to me too before. Um, but the ones that see their friends, you know, you know, they wonder why their friend is send- sending them new photographs. It's because they were scammed, and uh, they maybe paid the the suspect money, but the uh, the suspect decides to release the photos anyway to their friends list just because they want to be that vindictive. The Take Me Home program is a free service available for all residents of McLennan County for adults and children who may have difficulty communicating due to a developmental or cognitive disability. And this database is maintained by the Waco Police Department Communications Division and is only accessible to law enforcement personnel to have vital information if encountered by an officer in our area. The Take Me Home program is available for any adult or child who has difficulty communicating. And you can do so by signing up on the Waco Police website at wacopolice.com. Yeah. Are there any immediate red flags that let's say you do let's say you do meet someone online. You've never met them before, they're just someone new. What are some red flags to maybe think about or to maybe notice before sending that photo if if you think about it? Well, you know, as for red flags, um, the, the trend that that we see this happens for both uh, men and women. Both, you know, the uh, to me the, the red flag would be they start taking immediate interest in you. You know, they start commenting about your appearance, and you know, and they start asking specific questions. And I know that this is a casual converse, uh, conversation type thing that goes on, which is natural. But they're one as soon as they start saying, you know, send some pictures of yourself, you know, and just you may send innocent pictures, you know, with you fully clothed. Uh, and and they the, the conversation could turn to a sexual type of conversation, and then they'll start saying, "Hey, I'll, I'll send you some of my my nude pictures. You know, if you send me some." I mean, when it kind of escalates pretty quick, that's that's a huge red flag. I would just say, don't send anything 
nude pictures, uh, any type of videos, anything that uh, you're going to send out that could expose uh, all your private parts that you don't want the world to see, uh, because it's going to be out there forever. Uh, once those pictures are sent, you can never get them back. And now, if if they do get scammed, if they end up sending that photo, video, they send the person money, or maybe they're not sending the person money, but they still are being asked to send money, what should the victim do? Well, the victim should definitely contact the administrator of the website um, that they're being, uh, being threatened on to let them know, hey, this is what's going on. They also can report it to uh, law enforcement, uh, local law enforcement, uh, to let them know what's going on, especially if they have been scammed. Um, that's, that's your number one step. You need to tell somebody about it. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, if you don't ask for help, you're going to be caught in that continual loop. You're going to be feeling threatened, and you're going to feel, I, I kinda, I'm sure there's a whole, you know, a lot of different emotions that you're going to go through that no one's able to help you, and because of what you sent, what you sent was very embarrassing. You didn't want to get out. Um, but sometimes you have to take that extra step to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Does there have to be, like, an exchange of money for them to have an offense? No. Okay. No, just just the mere fact that um, that they're making that threat, especially if, if they if you have transmitted those images, um, and then th- here's the, the thing about this: when you go to these live platforms, social media platforms, you don't really know who's on the other side of that. And if you're you know taking a picture of yourself or you're filming yourself, believe me, they're on they're on the other side recording everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had happened here in Waco that I'm aware about it that where. They have hacked into your web camera, but that is something that is, is real. They can do that. That that possibility is there. We have not got a report like that yet. It's just a matter of time before it happens. But typically, it's because you have decided to do some type of live chat with them, live video streaming with them, and they're capturing everything that you do. Is there like a specific area? Is this like a local crime? Is this an international crime? Is this kind of the new... Hey, I've won a million dollar emails, and now it's escalated to a sexual crime. Like, right? You know, it, it the the actual crime itself uh, is not localized by any means at all. It can be, uh, but it's not. It's across our nation, and uh, I can tell you that the suspects that are involved in this type of scam, uh, it could be anywhere that you live. It could be, it could uh, they could live anywhere across the nation, across the world. Uh, what we um, what special crimes typically sees is. Uh, we get a lot of cases where the suspects that we track down live in Nigeria. Um, they live uh, off the Ivory Coast in Africa, uh, India, uh, the Philippines. Those are just some of the ones that we know that we see on a regular basis, especially Nigeria. We get a lot of people um, where the suspects that we locate, that's where they're at. And the thing about it is, that's where they, they live Waco PD don't have any jurisdiction in know, Africa. That was my next question yeah. is, so what What then? Yeah, we, our investigation kind of ends. Uh, there's not a way that we can pursue um, a criminal offense that happened in, you know, to the victim in Waco to another continent. Right. So, yeah. Wow. Is that something that can be passed on to, like, a federal investigating authority and they kind of lump them all together? or It's, it's something that um, the – Without quoting the FBI, I'd really have to defer to them a little bit, but I think that's something that they can um, look into. But it goes back to simply jurisdiction. 
Um, we have no jurisdiction in another country. Um, so it's going to be very tough to try to pursue that. And, uh, you know, we want to. We want to, to identify everybody that's a part of you know, this ring because I assure you it's just not one or two people uh, that is doing this. It's, it's, a, it's a huge organization that is making a lot of money. As I told you before, yeah. you know, we had $14 million just last year. These are of the ones that have been reported. Yeah. These are kids that lost money. Kids. These are not adults. $14 million out of kids. You know, anybody under 18. It's so sad. It is. Yeah. So what is, and, and as far as the money that's sent, you're, we're not getting that back either. No, you're not going to get it back. You're not going to be able to contact PayPal, uh, your cash app card. And it's just not going to happen because you, you willingly sent it and uh, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So you're out that money. Right. How many victims do you see that are shocked by that? That, you know, you did the investigation, you might have found out that, hey, your suspect is in Nigeria, but unfortunately we can't get your money back and we can't arrest this guy. Yeah, I think that they're, they are kind of shocked that they can't do anything about it um, and that they can't you know, recover that loss. Um, however, the victims that were uh, the suspects that live in the United States, uh, guess what? You know, you're a free game and, you know, my guys will find out where you are, who you are, and uh, if we're able to, if we're able to, we'll definitely get a warrant for you and get you arrested. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As far as the evidence goes, is there any evidence that the victim needs to bring to you guys to show? Because I'm sure a lot of victims get scared, delete it, throw their phone away, get a new phone. Right. You know, what's kind of the best way to to the evidence that you guys need to help a case? Oh gosh, uh, we need to need to know a lot of different things. We need to know obviously your user profile on whatever social media platform that it initially started on. If you transition to another social media platform, we need to know not only the your user information. We don't need your password or anything like that, but we need your user IDs, the suspect's user ID, uh, their handle, whatever it may be, uh, any mechanism that they that you transferred that money on, Cash App, Apple Pay, Venmo. Um, whatever it may be, we got to to know that specific stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of times, um, like I said, it's, it's all about the the small breadcrumbs that uh, we're able to to keep track of and, and, and uh, find. It, the more information, the better, uh, and the more the quicker that you get it to us, the better. Uh, it's a very lengthy process for our detectives to uh, to get the search warrants to. Uh, to contact these different uh, plat- media, social media platforms, and uh, it's just very time-consuming, so the more the better. Right, and I'm sure it's frustrating on you guys, too, when you do get to that kind of end result and the suspect's in a different, on a different continent, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah, we, the, the guys in the, in the that, that I work with, you know, they're, they're very hungry of uh, doing a great job. They want to succeed. And so when we kind of fizzle out and we can't get the bad guy, yeah, it, it's very frustrating for us because we put a lot of time and effort into it and we track them down to the Ivory Coast. Um, yeah, it's kind of disheartening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but we, we want to help the victim. Well, before we round it out here, I just think the mo- you know, most important thing that we can pull out of this episode is just to not send the photo, don't send the video in the first place. Yeah, I, I cannot agree with that most. I mean, it, it's that's what we recommend. I mean, I, I said it earlier in this podcast that, you know, once it's out there, you can never get it back. I know that it's great, to, especially if you're with your significant others and, and you're passing these photos back and forth. Um, we don't want things to happen between you and your loved one. Things do happen. 
and that, that stuff is out there and is forever to be seen. Uh, the same thing with these teenagers that are thinking that, you know, you know, they can't be hurt by it, but they can be, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so don't send it out. Uh, just don't even take pictures of yourself uh, that are sexually explicit. Nude pictures that could be, uh, whether your account can be hacked into, you lose your phone, whatever, whatever it may be, whatever, whatever worst case scenario you can think of, it could happen. Right. And those okay. photos that you have of yourself that you don't want out that are private could be exposed and you could be exposed. Yeah. And, then you have to deal with that, and we don't want that to happen to you. Absolutely. Well, Sam, thank you so much for yeah. joining us here on this episode. Hopefully you guys don't get any more cases after this. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> I hope not. It, it's, uh, yes, not, knock on some wood on that. I'm not superstitious, <laughs> but you know what? If I need to, to do that, I will. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Just a little stitious. So, but either way, we're here for you, and mm-hmm. um, we'll do our best job, put our best foot forward, and we're able to get the bad guy, I promise you we will we'll do our very best to get them if we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sam, and thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer for the Waco Police Department. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator from McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the Beat, the heartbeat serving 